In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. Hey there, friends. This is In the Lab. I am Drew Doherty. I got my good pal John Harris with me. John, it's great to see you, my friend. And you and I were talking off camera. We like a lot of the same shows. We watch many Mm -hmm. of the same things. And you're just finishing something that I'm just starting, and I am embarrassed to just be starting this because when I was growing up, I was a huge Karate Kid fan, like oh, many yeah. children of the 1980s. So yeah. Cobra Kai has been around for a few years, but it just came to Netflix, yeah. and uh, I just finished the fourth episode of this first season last night. Well, I'm a little bit embarrassed by this, Drew, because I was looking for a streaming service because we call the cords and we were paying God knows how much money with a different service. And so the streaming services were popping up. And so we went with one, but then that one died. And then I was like, okay, well, what do we do next? And we went with YouTube TV. And I completely had forgotten that Cobra Kai was on YouTube TV. And then one day I was just kind of bouncing around and I saw... I saw something that reminded me of Cobra Kai and went, hey, wait a second. I have that on YouTube TV. And then I realized, oh, it's on Netflix too. So yeah, I finished, I finished the series in uh, a couple of weekends and loved it. Absolutely loved it. Well, I'm not going to give away much, but one of the things that Johnny Lawrence, the blonde guy, if, you haven't, can't, if, you're, <laughs> if your memory guy. is sketchy on uh, Karate Kid, <laughs> but he's the blonde villain from the original Karate Kid. And he's one of the protagonists in the, the new show, Cobra Kai. Well, one of the things he says in one of the episodes is the best defense is more offense. And it got me thinking, you know, some people outside the organization might kind of look at the Texans this year and think sort of that might be be the case because they've added some more speed on offense. Looks like Fuller's going to be healthy. You added a different type of running back. So I think it's something to kind of remember because – you got roasted at the end of the, the, the playoff game, and really from the, about the second, and a half, second quarter on, you got roasted by a team that has just weapons upon weapons upon weapons with a great trigger man. Well, the Texans have a great trigger man in Deshaun Watson, and they had a weapon in Will Fuller, but they wanted to add more pieces around him. And it, kind, it really made me think last night as I was getting into bed, I was like, that, that could be applied, I think, to the Texans. Now, they're not eschewing – you know, being good on defense. They, they, they think they're going to be better on defense because of some of the schemes that are coming up that, uh, that, are brought, that have been brought to the fore by Anthony Weaver, the new defensive coordinator. J.J. Watt's healthy, so that changes a big part of the equation too. But more offense can be a better defense is my danged dog sees a squirrel or something. So, um, yeah, we're going to see if we can soldier through this. But what yeah, do you think about okay. that idea of a better or more offense being a better, better be, improving the defense? Yeah, I think Johnny Lawrence is right on a lot of different things. And I remember him saying that. I had the same kind of reaction. I was like, hmm, it's kind of interesting. And I actually wrote about that in my, my Know Your Foe article this week where I also kind of combined my keys to the game. And, you know, keys to stopping the Chiefs' offense, number, the, my number five key was your, stopping their offense was our offense. If you look back at that week six win, we had almost 40 minutes of time of possession. You choked them out. Which, which is just – I mean, in an NFL game, that's extraordinary. And I know that we've talked about coaches we've been around that don't always believe in that. And I, and I agree. I don't think it always has to come down to time of possession. But I do think if you are efficient 
and effective with your time possession and you're finishing those drives with touchdowns, then yes, I think it matters. If you're finishing those 10 play, 12 play drives and all you're doing are kicking field goals, then it doesn't matter because in two minutes the other way, they're going and getting a touchdown. So you might dominate time possession in the first quarter and have it for 10 minutes, but you kick two field goals and they go four plays, 75 yards on your defense, and they're up 7-6. Yeah, you can and, get away with that. You can like, get away with that yeah. against some teams, not those teams. It, it takes me back yeah. to a Texan scout back in 2011, right before the Texans were going to play the Saints in New Orleans. High-powered offense, really, really good offense. And I was like, well, what do you think? And he was very simple. He said, can't be kicking no field goals. And the right. Texans went out and kicked too many field goals. They didn't score enough touchdowns, and the yep. Saints edged out the Texans because they were just so danged explosive. And I wonder if that sort of philosophy is something that will filter through to Bill O'Brien, thinking about last year's game, 21-0, you've got a fourth and, I don't know, maybe about that long. Um, do, do you go for it and know that you have to have touchdowns against these guys uh, instead of kicking field goals, um, you know, settling for 30-something yard field goal? Now, look, if you're – you know, if you, you're, you're looking at fourth and 12, okay, yeah, kick the field goal. I, I get it. But if you're looking at fourth and makeable, then maybe that's a situation you're going to look at and think, we cannot kick field goals against these guys. It will come back to haunt us in some way, shape, or form. To that end, I think another challenge is, yeah, you can't kick field goals, but you have to score almost every time you have the ball. Um, and if that does mean you do kick a couple field goals, but that means that every other drive is finishing with a touchdown. So you have 10 drives in a game, potentially you need to be scoring on eight or nine of those. Yeah. But like we said, it can't be five field goals, two touchdowns. That thing's got to be two field goals, five touchdowns. You know, you get in that range then you got an opportunity. I think you're absolutely right. Drew. I think Johnny Lawrence is dead on <laughs> Cobra Kai, uh, strike first, strike hard, no mercy. And, um, that is, I think, absolutely the case. Pour it on. Maintaining control of the football and keep attacking and just keep coming and keep throwing different waves at them. Keep making the Chiefs have to adjust. Look, we're going to have to adjust to what they do. Do the same sure. thing. Make them have to adjust to what we're doing. After Texans games, we have a cream of the crop award. The cream of the crop. And we don't have a, a game yet to, to give a cream of the crop award, so we're going to do it forecasting because we're doing this two days before the Texans play the Chiefs. So my cream of the crop is going to go to, and it's a non Deshaun Watson, non JJ Watt player. So my cream of the crop award, the cream of the crop is going to go to David Johnson. I think he's going to be a big part of what the Texans want to do, can do and will do on offense. I think he's going to, I think you can see a lot of games where he gets about 68 rushing yards, 74 receiving yards, and he catches a score, maybe runs for a score and busts like two big plays. I think you're going to see a lot of that this year. You're not going to see a bunch of 100-yard games on either side of the equation for him, but you're going to see productivity you know, mm -hmm. in spades with David Johnson. So I'm going to go cream of the crop before the, the week one, before the Chiefs game, David Johnson. Who's your cream of the cropper, Johnny? Well, I, I just feel like Will Fuller is a guy that not only do I want to see be cream of the crop, I need to see be cream of the crop. So I'm going to roll with – Will Fuller, I think that the Chiefs – now, look, the Texans' secondary is banged up a little bit with Gary and Conley missing, yeah. but I think they've got more depth than they had going into the game last year. Last year going into the game, you had no Jalil Adai, you had no Tashawn Gibson, 
So you're relying on safeties, Justin Reed and Mike Adams, you know, this year. Retired. Yeah. Yeah. You're not as such. You're deeper at safety. You're deeper at corner. The only thing about Conley is Conley faced this team twice a year with the, with the Raiders. A lot of familiar. So he has a lot of experience and that, that you're going to miss. But I think bringing John Reed into the fray is going to, is going to matter. Uh, having Vernon back is going to matter. Having Roby back. Um, and then we'll see if Lonnie Johnson takes that step that we're, we're definitely looking for. So I think we're, we're better and deeper back there. So hopefully that secondary will be ready to, to look, they're going to, they're going to take some body blows, man. This is going to be a, a, a 12 rounder. This is going to be a heavyweight matchup. So yes, there's some inexperience for us in the secondary for the chiefs. There's a ton of it at corner because there's no Bashad Breland. Breland's suspended. He'll miss the first four games due to a substance abuse issue suspended by the league. So that leaves Traverius Ward, who is a little above average, if you want to give him that. But then it's Rashad Fenton, who's never started. It's Antonio Hamilton, who has not started, who came over from the Giants and the free agency. And I'm not sure many people know who he is. And then you've got rookies. You've got Thakarius Bopeet Keys from out of Tulane. And you've got Legereus Sneed, who played safety at Louisiana Tech that they're converting into corner. So you're going to see a bunch of inexperience in the secondary. So I think to match that and to overcome, or to overcome that, I think the Chiefs might bring a little bit more pressure and have to play man to say, look, I mean, that's our chance to get to Deshaun Watson. And if they're going to play man, I think that Will Fuller ends up being a very significant figure. Uh, in that playoff game, he made a couple of big plays. He got the big play down the sideline uh, in the second half. The only touchdown the Texas scored the second half was a result of Will Fuller just roasting Traverius Ward one-on-one. So yeah, it's, it's I stills, his, stills his touchdown to lead off the game was a result yeah. of just an utmost respect paid to Will Fuller. Yeah. It confused some guys. It, it threw some folks yeah. off, and they, they broke a coverage. And Tyron Matthews said after the game uh, – not said after the game, but this offseason, talking about that game, they asked him – Somebody asked him on Twitter or some TV show somewhere, who is the toughest player you face one-on-one? He said, oh, without a doubt, it's Will Fuller. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that you can do with Will, and that's, that's what they did in the playoff game. They got Will inside and essentially forced Tyron Matthew to have to play man coverage against him. And in doing that, that's, that's a matchup I'll take all day long. Um, but then later, when Will was outside, he went one-on-one with Traverius Ward, just roasted him to the end zone. So if their number one guy can't stay with our number one guy, uh, then what are our other guys going to do? But then at that point, well, how are they going to stop Will? So right. my hope is that they challenge with Will a few times. And in the week six game, this is something that I, I, I literally just popped in my head, but nobody has talked about this. Will beat Kansas City down the field three separate times. If you remember this, three separate times. He was coming off that win against Atlanta. Couldn't pull the ball. And he had three, had three passes that would have been either big plays and or touchdowns. And he wasn't able to hang on to him. Now, they, would have, they, they wouldn't have been the most miraculous catches in the world. They would have been tough catches, uh, at least two of them. One of them, I think, was, was right there, just not just couldn't hang on. It would have put that, put that game out of reach. You wouldn't have been oh, it, coming down into the been last a, yeah, know, fourth and It would have been a completely blowout, a, a blowout at that point. So I don't know how Kansas City stays with Will Fuller. And, and now that I've thought of that point, I will definitely make that point in pregame uh, on the radio show because I think Will Fuller becomes a huge factor in this one. All right. I can't wait, man. Day after tomorrow. It's awesome. Two days away. Be a blast. The best defense will be more offense, we think, for the yeah. Houston Texans. All right. This has been fun, John. We'll talk to you again very, very soon. Good luck. Stay safe. All right, brother. And take yeah, care. Man.